a Shishkin Productions podcast. No matter how woke or whatever you are, like it, like everyone has an unconscious bias. Yeah, my unconscious bias is towards good editors. <laughs> I feel like when you identify one of your biases, it's no longer unconscious. That's unconscious as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's up, Sizzlers? We're back. We're here. The 30th time around. That's crazy. Lucky number 30. That's that's almost how old I am. Dude, uh, Chris, did you ever think you would get this far in the sizzle reel? No. I remember the first time you said double digits, and I was like, yeah, okay. And then you were like 100, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, but we're actually like 30% yeah. there. We're 30% of the way into our first hundo. That's wild and that's i say a first hundo because i think we'll be getting more yeah we're going we're going for the uh the quadruple digits let's not lie to the sizzlers we're going for a million (laughs) million. we're going for a million episodes man i think we can do it i think we can crack off one million episodes i think we have that much content left in us right not maybe not that much content but we can definitely talk that much shit i think what if we just do for a million episodes what if we just do one minute podcast from here on out we can (sighs) we can crank them out like that we'll get to a million no time that is solid man you you know you know how to pump the numbers here dude hey that's what's up you know you buy you buy some bots you pump some numbers we haven't even done that i know we got to this is all organic we need some engagement 100 percent hydro organic you know what speaking of engagement we got a little bit of engagement on, engagement. On, on, <laughs> we got a little bit of engagement on twitter the other day we did it made our day dude we did we we're, did we we're so happy we we're like we should bring this person on to the podcast we yeah we thought about it and who knows maybe maybe he will be coming a little later we'll have to wait and see anything is possible anything is possible in the world of the sizzle reel if Tell you hear anyone like, in the background rustling stuff around that's, that's vince. producer vince just <laughs> deciding that right now is the time to be unpacking his lights even though we sat here he's been here for six hours and we haven't been recording we just started recording he decided now's the time to unpack all of his lights they're they're nice lights they're new though right they are they they're nan lights nan they're nan lights chinese made i believe they're pretty cool we uh we used them for a little bit last night they're it, they're nice because they're not just white and warm they also have they the, the, the RGBs. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty sick. Last night, one of the lights went out. Yeah, during the shoot, when the lights go out in the city. Oh man, in the podcast studio. Wow, damn. Yeah, Chris, it was, you're it was a, a real poet. Yeah, it was my fault too because I was just trying to top off the battery before we got rolling, and then all of a sudden we were rolling, and the battery was in the shot, so I couldn't go grab it. Couldn't do it. I, you can't be crawling through the shot, Chris. You know, I you call, just can't crawl through the shot. <laughs> I call myself video professional, Chris, on the Discord, and yeah. it turns out I'm an amateur. Speaking amateur, a- you're a- also an amateur a- speaker. A- a- amateur, amateur, I believe. Amateur. Yeah, look, this isn't France. Amateur um, to France. Speaking of France, you you know what the French call a uh, a potato? Uh, a palm frita? A palm de terre. Palm de terre. A ground oh, yeah. apple. Yeah, oh. ground apple. De terre? Tater? Yeah, de tater. Palm de tater. Um, Chris, look, before we get into this whole thing, really, let's, let's, what's up with the, where the people can find us, all that? Oh, yeah, we got to plug that sooner next time. You guys time. need to start sending us voicemails. Yeah, we're very serious about that. I can't give you the number right now, but anchor.fm slash sizzle real gang you can leave us a voice note yes you can follow us on twitter at sizzle real gang mm-hmm. we're actually on there mm-hmm. we'll engage if you engage please engage please engage instagram at sizzle real gang and uh, right. tiktok shishkin productions yeah you get some edit tips most importantly leave us a voicemail call 332-333-4361 Leave a voicemail. That is the Sizzle Reel hotline. Please don't. That is my my work number. That is not the Sizzle Reel hotline. That is now the Sizzle Reel hotline. Call it and leave a voicemail. It's it's all going to be good. I will say I'll take that over no engagement. Yeah, the Sizzle, dude, you're going to be the Sizzle Reel hotline. It's going to be lit. You can call me personally and I might pick up and talk to you. Someone call Chris, please. I screen my calls he needs actually. The engagement. Um Chris, look, uh, one thing that I did want to talk about today before we get into, you know, the segment with our guest yeah. who's waiting patiently over here, just swiveling in his chair. Um, we actually did get a couple voicemails, believe it or not. Did we? We have. We have got I one. heard them? Um, 
You know, I'm not sure. Are if these the ones them. from earlier, like a while back? That they, we just they came in over yet? the last month, okay. or two. Are we? But, um, are we playing them today? We're gonna we? play them today. Okay, we're gonna play them today, just so people can see what it, what it's like to uh, to to get on the pod. Um, one of these is from a person who calls himself Ben Whitner. Who? Uh, yeah, he wrote "Red Lobster Promises Made, Red Lobster Promises Kept." Let's see what Ben has oh, to is say. This the Yeet Clown himself. I think this might be the Yeet Clown. Hey guys, Ben here, longtime listener, big fan of the podcast. I'm just leaving a message regarding the Long Island Red Lobster trip. I feel like I may be your only listener, and I need to keep you guys honest about the promises you make. So let me know when you two are free, and we'll make this happen. All right, keep up the great work on the podcast, boys. So much to unpack there. First of all, not not our only listener at no. this point. Maybe when he left it, he might have been. But at this point, we've got at least three I, listeners. I, I think I know of like four. Really? Or maybe f- if we're counting past listeners who at one point listened and then stopped, okay. we might have six yeah, or something yeah, like throw that. Throw Trey in there. Yeah, put Trey in there. I think Trey dropped off after episode three or four. I cannot blame him. I'm going to keep shouting him out, though. But uh, the way that Mr. Whitner signed off at the end there. Keep up the good work, boys. Yeah. Smug as hell. Yeah, and literally All the right, next bro. literally the next day he came in and talked about how uh how we're doing a good job, but this is how we can be better. And just just like railed just, against just us. Giving us notes. It's like, have you even been listening, dude? We hate notes. That we hate notes. I don't want notes, man. Nah, but yeah, uh, you know, he won the contest though. He did. We're we're actually going to Red Lobster in a Mets game on, I think May 30th, yeah, something like Memor- that. Memorial Day ish. Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, Memorial Sunday. Exactly. We're going to go watch the Mets lose, unfortunately. But before that... Do we know who they're playing? The Braves, I think. Oh, the Braves are pretty good Braves, I think. Yeah. Mm, Our guest has something to say about that, but it's okay. We'll we'll wait. We'll wait. He's a big Braves fan. But I think... um, Yeah, I think the Mets are going to lose, but I think we'll be full off of some uh, Rigo Park Red Lobster. Oh, we're going to have a great time no matter what. And and we'll be fully vaccinated by then. We will. It's technically not a Long Island Red Lobster. I mean, it technically is. is. It is. I guess it's it's on Long Island Red Lobster. Um, look, we have, let us play one more little voicemail. Uh, this one is from someone who calls himself EditBot42069. Hello, Sizzle Real Gang. This is EditBot3000's brother from the future. I am calling with a grievance. I am wondering where my brother is. If you have any information about this missing robot, please get back to me. Thank you. All right. Well, was, here's the problem here is that he's in the future. Well, yeah, that, how are we the, supposed duh, to contact him? EditBot is in the past, possibly the present, but <laughs> yeah. mostly the past. Yeah. If he's looking for EditBot 3000, that EditBot is gone. But this is this. Uh, look, the username leads me to believe that this EditBot is from the year 42,069. <laughs> I mean, that does sound about so, right. I would see way in the future. Yeah, but EditBot 3000 isn't from the year 3000. <laughs> Do you think that EditBot 42069 heard our millionth episode and decided to <laughs> call into the past? Is that, is that what happens? Is that what happened with yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, you know, my brother was on an early episode and he never made another <laughs> my, appearance. My brother w- was a, a bit that we started and killed off within 10 minutes. <laughs> what a waste of character development. Like, why did we even do it? <laughs> that, that's all I can say. <laughs> Um, Chris, what have you been up to this week, man? What do you? I know you've been flipping. You're still flipping. Yeah, I, I just been flipping basically. Uh, you know, they got some new. They got some Supreme Air Max 96s coming wow. out soon. I've heard that those are going to be hot sellers. You've been a sneakerhead for about two seasons of this show now, and you've yet to actually have get not, any shoes, I, dude. I keep taking L's on the sneakers app. Still wearing the uh, Allbirds or whatever. They're the not Allbirds. They're Vessies. But I am. I am okay. going to buy some Allbirds. I'm going to go for it. That's going to be your yeah. big get. You're going to get the exclusive like all bird BP collab or yeah, something. Yeah, you, you already know. <laughs> yeah, the soles are made out of petroleum and the 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 like covers is made the like outside is made out of the birds that were in the oil spill. I mean, I could get those space hippies. They're they're upcycled. They're made from recycled materials. Space trash. You know, those actually did look pretty cool. Well, you just been flipping, huh? That's that's pretty dope. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. What else did I do? I don't really know. Yeah, you, yeah you've, you've been you've been. I helped that. out on the NHL stuff a little bit, but really, I've been in my own world over I here. I gotta say, it feels like April has been incredibly busy. But if you ask me what I did, I'll just like I'll blank. I got nothing. Same. I it, it's been very busy, but not at least for me. It hasn't been like too busy to where it's stressful and like super late nights all the time. Like we were doing that a couple of months ago, very yeah. late nights all the time. But these are just like the days are pretty packed, and there's a lot to balance, but. 
They tend to end at six. Yeah. And we've delegated pretty well. You know, we've had a lot of help this month. So yeah, we have had a lot of help this month. And uh, it's it's always good to have more help. Shout out, shout out Dan Kuba. Shout, shout out, out to Kuba. Shout out Izzy. Shout, shout out. out Izzy. Who else has been in? Vince. Man, shout out Vince, bro. Most importantly, Vince yeah. has been like actually running point on the uh, because, you know, we've been expanding the podcast repertoire, the podcast network. I don't even know how much we talked about that in the last like month on this show. I don't know. But we really have been expanding the podcast network. We've been shooting germs podcast, the, the ask not me anything podcast mm-hmm. hosted by Jeremy Cohen. If we you guys do. don't know it, go check it out. The all ships.co podcast, the all ships podcast. Yes. Hosted by Dave Krugman. Um, which actually I need to record another episode of that with him mm-hmm. in the next two days. Uh, You've been doing your podcast with, with Lanny. Me and Lanny have a little music podcast. Well, obviously we got the sizzle reel. Well, and there's a, there's a new podcast. There's a new to, podcast of Bruin, a new podcast of Bruin, but we'll, we'll, we'll keep the wraps on that. We'll have to talk about that some other time. Oh yeah. Today's yeah. not a good time. I don't think today's a good time. Really? I don't know. I just don't, I, I'm, I don't, it's not my podcast, so That's I can't true. discuss it, you know, but who knows? Maybe we will get into it. No one knows. All right. Um, what I was going to say was if you go to shishkinproductions.com slash podcasts, I believe you can That's find. That's live now? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I hope, I hope so. It, it might, might not it be. It will be. You're going to see some podcasts on there and you can subscribe to all of them. It's a, it's going to be a good time. Um, yeah. I mean, other than that, I guess there's not really much else to say. Chris, when's the last time you applied for a like a job? Oh, man. Probably like 2014. 2014? Yeah. Six years ago? Yeah. I mean. One and done. You just got it and you were like, that's it. I'm good. Well, I, I, I yeah, I applied to that. The job as a part-time news editor and I just worked my way up from there. I mean, I guess. A corporate t- success story. Yeah. I didn't really like <laughs> I moved from part-time to full-time. Then I switched from editor to news photographer to photojournalist. Photojournalist. According to my business card. Investigative photojournalist. But I don't know if I like officially applied for that job or if mm-hmm. like you know the high i just knew the hiring well, manager at that point and remember when you were doing eight millimeter porn flips was all right that, this is not it's not how it happened that was <laughs> did just you one apply time to that it, one or was that more of like yeah a, you did i did apply to that one but i got that job like two weeks before i got the news job so i oh, did a, bounced oh you did them both you I were did, moonlighting no with I'm, the porn i mean they were both part-time jobs oh so i was what i was doing is I would work. You know what they say? Two wrongs don't make a right. <laughs> I know. That's why I work for you now. <laughs> One wrong makes a right. <laughs> One wrong can be a right, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Back then I was I was doing the news thing from 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. And then I would go do the the film stuff from 930 to 6. And then I'd go to sleep. I didn't, I didn't realize it was 930 to 6. Yeah. That's well, it, it, it was... It was based on how many orders we had, so it wasn't always that way. But usually I would want to just like knock everything out as soon as I can, could and like yeah. get ahead of it. Um, yeah, that sounds like a fucking hellish time. Yeah. And, and I was getting paid at the time. I think it was $8 an hour or $9 an hour, which was slightly above minimum wage, but I was, I was a freelancer, I guess. And I, this was, I was very green. I didn't know that that meant I paid my own taxes. So I actually made less than minimum wage doing that. Jesus fucking Christ. It was trash. Um, you, have you ever had, you've had like a job, I guess at the station, right? You had a job where you actually had to interview for it in a corporate way, whatever. And it was like a W2 job yeah. and you were on staff and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was okay. W2. I was on staff. Like the, the interview wasn't too stuffy in corporate. Cause I mean, like production is like the kind of people that attracts are usually pretty chill. You'd, you'd think, right? Yeah. I, um, I had a, a W2 job for like eight months of my life and the interview process for that one wasn't that bad. But when I first moved to New York, was this at? Yeah, at the whistle. But when I first moved to New York, um, when I was working, I started working at the whistle right when I moved from the West Coast, from Portland, Mm -hmm. I got an interview to work at Intel. I'd already at the at, at that point in my career, I'd already turned down working for them once in Portland. And then they were offering me a job in San Francisco. And I was like, oh, shit, this would be oh. kind of tight. So I flew out to San Francisco for the interview. And that was the craziest interview process I'd ever dealt with in my life. I don't know if I've heard this. I went um, I like literally and that was part of it was the bad timing for me. I, I just fucked up the flight or something like that. So I ended up getting there and legit like had to drive to I got a rental car, had to drive to the 
hotel, drop my stuff and then go into the interview like immediately. And because it's such a big corporate thing, like it's fucking Intel. Yeah. It was like a three hour interview or some no, shit like that. Dude, I had to, I was in this one room. I had to talk to like four different people. Like first, this person came in and talked to me for like 30 minutes and I was like, uh huh. Then like next person came to talk to me. And at this point, like, you know, again, this is on me, but I booked my flight. Like, so I'd been up for a minute at that point mm-hmm. and I hadn't really eaten because I figured I'd have like time to break or something. And so I had like, three coffees, hadn't eaten. I'm like, I I just bombed the interview completely. I did so bad, but ultimately didn't really want the job because you would have, I would have been based in San Jose, not in San Francisco. And it's like, I'm not trying to live in fucking San Jose. Sharks games. No, never. (laughs) Trust me. If, if, if the highlight of where I'm living is the fact that I might go to a hockey game once a year, uh, I don't want to be there. Um, Chris, like Should it. we introduce the guest? Should we do it? Look, he was looking at this t- the, during the hiring stories. Look, I, I he was tried looking at this the whole time. I tried segueing twice and you, you shut it down both times. Yeah, look, the time fly, Mike Bliss actually has arrived. All the time Vi- flies could, here. You go let, could you go let him in? Well, well, well. No, you, can, you can come in this way, yeah, Mike. Might yeah, as you well. can come in this way. Um, this is great. Look, we got we got so much live action happening in the background of the pod. We're just in time to introduce oh, I love our, the, our, the H, our HR correspondent. <laughs> Also known as the chief marketing officer, the chief uh, merch officer, I should say, at Shishkin Productions, Braxton Brown, the third. The third. The He's third. Here. There's three of me. What There's up? three of you, man. It's kind of wild. We, we got one of you on the pod. We got. We just got to get yeah. one, one of the other two. That's all. I just want two out of three. What if people start who had like twins or, or triplets named them one, two, and three, all the same name? But I like, mean, George Foreman did that. He has like five kids, and I think they're all named George. I, and I think isn't the one of his daughters named like Georgette or something? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. I, um, Braxton. Yes. Uh, look, what's good? You're you're actually the person who you know. Chris was mentioning that one of our. I alluded. You alluded to it. You said one of our Twitter followers engaged in a very cool way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was you. That was that me. Was I like tweeting, man. It's fun, and my mind only works in pictures and gifs and memes these days. 140 so. characters at a time. That's yeah. how my mind works. Exactly. Exactly. Is it 140 or is it 280? Oh, oh yeah, it's 280 now. It's 280 yeah. for a while. Man, yeah, bro, see, I don't know. You just have a Twitter. You don't use it, though. <laughs> it's like true. a brain. It's like your brain. You <laughs> got a brain, but you don't use it. <laughs> I, did, I think I, fo- I followed you, Chris, yeah, on yeah. Twitter. He followed me back. You know? Chris has the weirdest Twitter presence. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's absurd. It, it's very absurd. If, it, if you go to my profile, I'm at Chris Eastman. And, uh, you know, there's nothing good there, but it's mostly retweets and, and, and pizza. And somehow you got your full name when on every other platform you couldn't get your full name. <laughs> yeah. Somehow you got it on Twitter. I got oh, that January man. 2009 join date. That's, that's not bad. Oh, that's early. Yeah. That's early. That's I real think early. I'm 2011. So that's like 10 still years. solid. That's solid. January 2009. You were holding Bitcoin at the time too, right? <sighs> I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been. Have we told the story on the pod? Uh, I don't know if you told it on the pod, but I've heard the story. Chris's Bitcoin travails. Uh, yeah. Well, you want to revisit it or no? Well, I I can't get too too into it, but for non-specific reasons, I for dab- HR purposes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I used to dabble in Bitcoin, and uh, you know, I kept it all in a wallet that wasn't secure, and I no longer have that Bitcoin. You lost it. I, I would. Uh, I would probably have like $500,000 today. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't there like, what do they say? There's like however many billion dollars in Bitcoin that will just go unclaimed, basically? Mm -hmm. Probably. Yeah, tons of it. Most of it's Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Um, That's tragic. Braxton, we're so happy to have you on the pod today. I'm happy um, to be here. And, you know, you actually have some Intel connections yourself. I I do. Really? Uh, my aunt she was actually like their she was like a vp in hr then was like their chief diversity officer uh now she actually works at apple though she just got a big new job at apple which is cool but uh yeah intel she was there for like i don't know over 20 25 years something like that she she paved the way she really followed her footsteps i did i like I, i really did she like inspired me to to go the hr out because i was in sales for probably like let's see, seven or eight years uh, in HR. Like I do recruiting, it's kind of like selling. You're just selling the company, not the product. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like a different way to make an impact on a company versus just like selling something to people, which to me, I found out after seven years, I don't really care about. 
Yeah, selling seems a very high high energy. Like you have to every single day when you go in, you just got to turn it on. Yeah. Whereas like with HR, it's more like problem solving. I don't really know. That's what it seems like to me at least. It is. It's like, yeah, selling it's high energy and it's like uh high, just like if you don't hit a number, you know, you might get fired. It's like yeah. that, that shit is stressful. Dude, we were, um, so yeah, a little, you know, sneak peek behind the pod. We were all hanging out last night and we were kind of doing a little pre-production meeting and we were discussing, um, how uh when we basically when you apply for a job uh whether it's ethical or not to give someone a like comprehension exam or like a little test that they have to do in order to prove that they know the thing right this was a real contentious point for (laughs) me because i remember man back in the day like when i was first starting out i remember there was a point where i'd applied to like 400 fucking jobs and i hadn't gotten a single one But there was I do remember multiple like companies being like, yeah, and we're just going to give you this test edit to do. And they would. And I I was always like, no, like if you're going to pay for it, I'll do it. But I'm not going to like for free edit shit for you. You know what I mean? That just is never going to fly. I don't know. Have you ever run that situation, Chris? You ever had to do a test edit? Uh, Sort of. So when I was trying to go from part time to full time at the station, they um it was really weird they had an opening for creative editor like everyone there was just an editor but they were trying to like make an extra position for for doing like breakout more Mm -hmm. like headlines and stuff like that and then uh so i had to like cut a bunch of headlines together and make it all flashy and special and then i got the job from that but they, my job ended up just being normal editor. Like it, gotcha. I, I was still creative editor on the, uh, like, see my thing with giving out a test. Cause I feel like even editing in itself, it's not, it's not like super quantifiable. Right. It's like, it's kind of, there's too much discretion there. Whereas if someone was applying for some sort of coding engineering job and they need to have like a certain level of like literacy to to actually code that's a little bit more like cut and dry it's like if you don't know the sql code then we can't hire you yeah yeah i mean editing you're right it's it's just uh it's it's not not a a specific skill set that you just like show off like that and especially any editing jobs that you're applying for you're probably already sending them a reel and a couple examples of your most recent work. Right. So like, why am I editing another thing for you? Like right. you've seen, I, I'm, I've gotten this far in the process. Clearly you either like what I have or the experience that I've got, whatever. Why am I doing more for you? Right, right. I, I actually, the, the job that whenever I moved to New York six years ago, I moved here without a job, slept on a friend's couch, found the company that I still work at today, just like through a recruiter as like an SDR. And they basically, I'm just like reaching out to people doing outreach, like finding business coming in. And they made me do a test. And the test was called the lion's test. And basically they gave me like five random companies. And I had to, uh, I work for, it's a data analytics software company. So I had to reach out to all these companies and basically do outreach and figure out who was in charge of making decisions for what and like making sure I could find the right people to get in touch with. And like I knew absolutely nothing about my company or really what they did at all. But I guess I passed the test because I got the job, thankfully, or maybe they just like me enough and they hired me. I don't know. Uh, actually, I did look at the results though, and I feel like I didn't do like really great on, on the <laughs> test, but they still hired me. So, Yo, I mean, look, the most important thing in any hiring process is that the, in my opinion, is that the person is, is fun to work with. Like they're kind and they're like good. They're just a nice person to work with. Like you can be the most talented fucking editor, but if you're an asshole and I've been there cause I've been that I've had to change who I am as an editor since I was young. Cause when mm-hmm. I was young, I was a real hot headed and I was, I was an asshole and I know that I lost jobs because of it. Yeah. But you know, the most important thing is just to understand that, you know, it's just a fucking video. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's okay. Like it doesn't really matter. Just don't be mean to people. Like why, why you gotta be mean to people? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and I can, I can understand like a, a test in the, in the job application process. If it's like, you know, a really like a C level kind of position or if it's like a really major company, but 
I mean, for most of the stuff we do, it's not, it doesn't make sense. For a lot of our jobs, we've actually gone away from doing the testing and it wasn't anything because it was just like it wasn't really providing much value anymore. And it was just making the process a lot longer. And, you know, people who aced it and people who did shitty on it that we still hired, like would, you know, sometimes they would perform well, sometimes mm-hmm. they wouldn't. It just ended up being like a moot point. But like for some of them, like I said, you you kind of have to because yeah. there is like, a uh, you know, some of those jobs where you kind of have to. But now, Braxton, so like your company, right, obviously is not video production, but um, you still have a certain process that you follow. You were saying that uh, you were telling us the other day that it was like. You have three different, uh, what'd you call them? Uh, swim lanes. Swim lanes. Yeah. I, my head was like alleys. Oh, yeah, <laughs> three yeah. different alleys. Maybe we should rebrand the alleys. That does sound a little cooler. You, you know? got three three alleys, right? So wait, what what are those alleys and or swim lanes and so, why did they exist? So basically we do like a structured hiring process and the whole point of it is to try to uh, uh, eliminate unconscious bias. So there's three different swim lanes. What do you do? How do you do it? can you do it here? And then we have another one too that's, you know, uh, it's basically making sure they're a good culture fit. Mm-hmm. But the idea is anyone can interview anyone because they have those set questions. So, you know, if someone's out or something someone can fill in, we're still getting all the same questions. And you can ask additional questions if you want, uh, but it's really just determining, okay, like what's your process? Like how are you as a person? Um, can you work in the environment that like our office is? Um, and then like, what are your like previous experiences and how are they relatable? And we're always kind of like fine tuning the questions, um, you know, as we go, but it does make, and it makes the like interview process go much smoother. And I tell people up front, like, Hey, like these questions may sound robotic, but it's actually to your benefit. And this is like why we are asking them this way. So, you know, we don't, form any sort of opinion about you based on our own biases because right. everyone has unconscious biases it's just like no matter how woke or whatever you are mm-hmm. like like everyone has an unconscious bias yeah my unconscious <laughs> bias is towards good editors That's, you gotta be a good editor you're not getting the job i feel like when you identify one of your biases it's no longer unconscious That's unconscious as hell. That's unconscious as hell. yo all right guys you know what we're gonna do we're gonna take a quick break but when we get back we're gonna do probably one of the I'm going to go ahead and sell this as one of the greatest segments in sizzle reel history. Oh, dude, I can't oh, wait. Shit. Yeah, Braxton is going to give me and Chris a mock job interview oh, and no. he's going to score us and we're going to see who gets the oh, job I'm at the end of the segment. <laughs> Chris is hungover. I think I got this one in the bag, but we will have to see right after this break. Hey, Alexi, let me ask you, mm. you make a mean cocktail or no? Nah? I'm pretty bad at making cocktails. One time I tried to have a Kahlua party and everyone brought over a bunch of Kahlua and it was way too sweet and we did not have a good time. Did you mix anything with it? I don't know what we were thinking, but you know what we should have done? We should have gotten some Wandering Barman. Oh, dude, you should have gotten the FOMO. The FOMO? Yeah, it's a vodka pineapple sling from Wandering Barman. Oh, so you can just like shake it up in the bottle, open it, and boom, you have a cocktail ready to go. Exactly, and it's so delicious. Where can I find it? Just go to wanderingbarman.com, click on locations, and it'll tell you bars, liquor stores, and anywhere else that you can find them. Oh, wow, Wandering Barman. Yeah, Wandering Barman. Sizzlers, we're back, and I'm about to bomb a, a job interview. Shopping mall. Oh wait, <laughs> I hope not. Sorry, that's a fucked up joke to get back in on. Um, no, nah, I was uh, yeah, job interview, right? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose out on this job, and then subsequently get fired from my current job by my co-host. Yeah, I think what's gonna happen is I'm gonna see how poorly Chris performs. I'm gonna go, damn, we're we're really gonna gonna pin our fortunes on this man. That's what's gonna happen. Oh no. No, I mean, I, I'm pretty excited. I may have, I, I gotta be honest, I, I may have oversold it going into the break. This, we put a lot of effort into March Madness. So like, I don't want to just immediately say that this is the best thing we've ever done. But look, everything that we do is the best thing that we've ever done. Up until that point. Exactly. Well, that's a good point. We're only getting better. All right, well, Braxton, look, let's let's go no further. Let's just jump right into it. What do you got, what do you got going on on the job interview? Let's let, treat it, I guess the ground rules are just treat it as if it's a normal interview, normal 
job interview. This is, is this like a group one? I, I, one time I had to, I interviewed for a job at Hollister in high school and they had, <laughs> they interviewed 12 people at the same time. It was the oh weirdest shit. Oh my God. That sounds stressful. Such a weird dynamic. <laughs> sounds like a game show. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of, kind of sounds like it a sounds survivor. like a pickup game where they just like are like picking people yeah. and then if you get picked last, I guess you don't get the job. Is that um, how that works? Yeah, I think so. I, I guess so. I don't oh, know. Oh, man. Okay, so if this were like a normal interview, I would, all my interviews, I, I, you know, I'm say, hey, I'm Braxton. You know, I've been here for six years. You know, I started out doing sales, moved over to the people team. You know, it's been a great experience. Uh, you know, I can tell you all about it, but I want to learn more about, you know, your experience. And, you know, how'd you find us? Do you know much about us? Um. So how'd you, how'd you find Shishkin Productions? Like, what do you know about us? Um, the way that I found Shishkin Productions is I used to actually go to grade school with... (laughs) (laughs) Yo, nepotism (laughs) at its finest. (laughs) Um, yep, yep. And, uh, I ended up here strictly based not on meritocracy but on on nepotism okay okay and and i look at your resume it looks like you you know you've worked with a lot of of different companies and different projects i'm just going to ask a few questions you know about that sure um so seems like a customs interview like this guy called in the customs sir can you come in this room i'm gonna ask you a couple of questions uh, you know, have you ever come across a situation that conflicted like with the client's best interest or best interest in your company? And if you did, how'd you resolve the situation? Um, you know, I actually do come across things like that all the time. And ultimately, the client is always right because I, I just have to remind myself, even if I think something is better, ultimately, this is this is their video. They're paying me for their vision. You know, if, if they need some more creative input, I'm happy to provide it. But you know, ultimately, I'm I'm just a man doing a job. Mm, okay. Just really turning on just, the fucking lies there. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got Alexia fact checking all of this, so we'll yeah, see. Okay. And, uh, okay, tell me about a time a client was unhappy with you. You know, what was your reaction? How'd you handle the experience? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell them. <laughs> Well, there was this one video that we did for an undisclosed client and um, the client did not like any of my cuts, Mm. no matter how many different times I tried. And uh, the way that we resolved it is (laughs) basically we just gave up on the job. We, we just passed it off to someone else. You yeah. just got your yeah. losses, uh, more or less. Yeah, hey, more or less. You know, uh, I guess. Yeah, you know well, that that is certainly a way to approach it. Let me let me jump in real quick for one second. Okay, so Chris is being interviewed right now. Am I gonna get interviewed later? Yeah, I'll okay, interview okay, you next. Cool. All right, cool, I'll, cool. I'll give you different questions, All right, but cool, cool, they're cool, coming. Cool. All right, yeah, okay. And Chris, you know, just walk me through your schedule last week. You know, how did you prioritize your responsibilities? Um, so I'm lucky enough that I have a, a very clear cut schedule most weeks. Like I'm currently working on a show called The Flip and you know, it's Wednesday through Wednesday. I, I come in early on Wednesday morning to make sure the projects are set up. I help our producer Vince. Uh, I help him, uh, make sure that he sets up the, the project properly for me. And then, so the first day, it's me and the producer going through the edits. The second day, it's me making graphics. The third day, I do the first round of edits. Fourth day, second round of edits. Fifth day, I do social cuts. So it's really easy for me to prioritize just because I have a lot of experience on this like specific show. But okay, uh, Brax. Okay. Now, what point That's... in these do your eyes glaze over? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I wasn't glazed just yet. You know, you're right. At the same. It's funny. I really should time like because there are certain points when people are interviewing, and I'm and like I'm like you're, I'm like just stop uh-huh. because people <laughs> a lot of people will talk themselves out of a job. But mm-hmm. you know, me. Uh, all right, last question. This is one that I ask everyone. Okay. Should I save it for Alexi? You know what? I'm going to ask you. What's something that you wish you knew uh, on the first day of the job that you just didn't know, you know, stepping in? Like my first day at Shishkin Productions? Yes. What's something that you wish you would have known the first day (laughs) that you think would have helped you? Um... Oh, this this is a really tough one, actually. This I'm just in a bad position here because because my boss is right next <laughs> to me. 
Is this intimidation? <laughs> um, I guess I guess I just would have liked to know certain how how certain clients work. You know what their mm-hmm. internal mm-hmm. workflow is. It's something that obviously I was able to learn along the way, but. You know, it would have given me a leg up if I just kind of had a, a better understanding of the workflow between production and post-production. Okay. All right. Cool. You know, appreciate you uh, answering those questions. And you know, I wish what? I knew my boss was an asshole. I got got. You know, we'll be in I touch. Knew. Wow. <laughs> All right, so Chris, you, your interview is over, man. How'd you feel about that? Uh, you know, nailed that one? I actually hit that one out of the park. I'm pretty sure. I yeah. think I think I'm coming for a VP job over it's, there, dude. The uh, the answer you gave about the flip was enthralling. <laughs> Everyone yeah. was just like on the edge of their seats. Yeah. On day one, I set it up. On day two, I do the notes. On day three, I do the other notes. Day four, I finish the other notes. Day five, social cuts. Send it out, man. Yep. So, all right. All right. It was good though. You did, yeah, you did good. Hey, so thanks, man. the next swim lane that I could do, it usually, all right, you get you'll get two choices here. So okay. you can either get the questions that a VP will typically ask someone, or you can get the questions that a peer would ask them. So someone who's doing the job basically that they're applying for. I'll say VP, right? That sounds more interesting. Okay. Or what's the difference, kind of? I guess um, the VP is more or less asking like. I would say a little bit, maybe more difficult questions. Yeah, let's take the difficult yeah, questions. Yeah, definitely. All right, all right. So, Alexi, uh, mm-hmm. I have to change out the word customer because that's what we use. So I'm just going to use client. You can say client. Yeah. Okay. How have you retained a client from churning? Churning? What do you mean by churning? Just like, like leaving? Leaving. How have you retained them? They were oh, like, man. you know what? We don't need your. We don't. We well, you know, we, clients don't very often churn from us, my friend. You know, they love what we do so much that they tend to stick around because we give them that sort of treatment, that one-on-one treatment okay. where they like really love what we do. So we don't even deal with the churn that much. When the churn does occur, because it's going to occur, right? That's okay. how it happens in this business. Right. When the churn does occur, we'll, we'll sometimes like try to work out a longer term deal that would fit better like uh, fiscally for us and for okay. them, right? Because usually that's what ends up happening is our price is too high. They go, hey, the price is too high. We can't do it. So then we go, okay, well, what if we do this? Extend it out for a longer contract that we can do at a cheaper you know, rate yeah. by the day. And uh, that way we can figure out a way to make it work. And it buys us some time, gets us a couple quarters to adjust when we know the inevitable churn is coming. Okay. All right. I like that. Boom. Okay. Boom. Let's uh, spike that shit. Yeah, usually we churn from clients, actually. <laughs> we're the ones churning. Yeah, you're the churners. <laughs> All right. Tell me about a time you helped a team member when they were stuck. Oh, man. Where do I start? I have so many team members who get stuck, but usually the way that I help them is, you know, I listen to, to what their problems are, and then I use my 10 plus years of post-production experience to just kind of, you know, guide them through and relate to, I relate to them, you know, based on when I've run into those issues in the past, because I usually have at this point in my career. Can you give me a specific example? Yeah, I mean, I can give you specific. We had a, a man in a couple weeks ago, Dan Kuba, who, listen to this, he never really <laughs> used After Effects. Don't laugh, I swear. Okay. He never really okay. used After Effects. He came in and I taught him how to use After Effects in two days. And by the third day, he was just Speaking of churning, he was churning out After Effects oh, exports shit. and he was killing it. And uh, we met our goal ahead of time with a man who had just learned the program. And that's uh, because every time he had a question, he would come to me or he would come to Chris and we would uh, help him out and we'd teach him the program and just get him working right on like right on his feet. He was learning, you know, right on the fly. So teamwork makes a dream work. It does. Know? It does. All right, Alexi. Uh, last official question. I, I couldn't ask other because it was like, you don't have a manager. You are the manager. So I'm going to skip that one. Um, my manager is Matt King. In many ways, that's my manager. Uh, what are you really good at, but no longer do? Editing. Wow. <laughs> that's, okay. that's facts. Yeah. I'm really good at it, but I try not to do it because uh, my time can be better spent elsewhere. I'm better like overseeing it and okay. you know, creating more of those opportunities for other people. Because if you edit one video, you're editing one video. But if you can lock down multiple jobs and you can oversee multiple edits, then you're making five or six videos at a time. So mm. you're growing your company. Right? Well, I mean, you just applied for an editing job, so I guess I can't give you the job. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
<laughs> uh, my assistant must have applied to the wrong job. That's all I'm saying. My assistant must have put the wrong app in. Oh man, do you guys get the job or not? You know, um, you know, I, I would pass you guys to the next stage. You know, you, you oh, get to talk to okay. the next person. All right, right. that's what that's I'm talking awesome. about. Both of us made it. Chris was really close with the. He just gave up on the job. <laughs> Sometimes you have to know when to cut your losses, right? You know exactly. You know, work smarter, I guess. In that case, don't work at all. Wait, so so, so that's, that's my goal. Then. We just those are the interviews. We finished them, and Chris Chris got the job, and I got the job. So you, you move on to the next step. You know, oh, okay. there, there's someone else is going to be asking some questions. Uh, you know, I didn't really ask any of our culture questions because they're very specific to our company. Like, mm-hmm. what values are important to you, and why mm-hmm. do you why here versus anywhere else? Those type of questions are things that we ask too. Yeah. Um, well, hey, I mean, I'm glad that we both made it through. Well, That's look, it's cool. an editing job. My position here is senior editor. His position here is president. True. Presidents aren't true. editors. It's true. I'm not trying to edit. Yeah, I'm not trying to edit. I just applied for new president, I guess, of some other thing. I, I think we know. should both get hired and uh, he can be my boss at this new company. Dude, All right. Yeah, it's teamwork, right? That's what you said, Braxton. You got it. You both, you're hired. Wait, so is this just generally like... That's those are, those just are real questions. Those four questions? No. So, like, I, I'll ask completely different questions. And essentially, uh, you know, a VP would ask three of those questions. Someone else would ask Chris those questions. And then there's another swim lane uh, of questions. And I can just tell you what they are here. Let me pull them up if you just want to well, hear let's, them. Let's put it this way. Let's say mm, I got the job flying colors. Chris. He, he's on the fence. We need to ask him three more questions from that other swim oh, lane no. to see if he can get this job. All right. Okay. Oh, wait. Are these? Let me make sure these aren't the ones that I yeah, asked no, you. Double, double check it because we don't want to ask Chris the same. He already heard all the right answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've already got all the answers <laughs> to that one. Yeah, he's got the cheat sheet over I'm, there. I'm actively trying to sab- sabotage okay. myself. What's an accomplishment you're most proud of? Oh, man. I mean, to, to be perfectly honest, just being able to make a living doing video work. Cause like when I was like 18 or 19 and I decided to do this, I knew that it was a risk because it's like, it's a creative field and money is not guaranteed in, in any creative field. So the fact that I've been able to carve out a career through hard work, you know, like I started, like I said, working 1am to 9am for $9 an hour, barely Dude. above minimum wage, like yeah, laying off porn videos. Yeah, exactly. Wait, no, that was, that was a news one. <laughs> oh shit. No, bad. no, that was, that was different. Those were like shootings, <laughs> oh, like snuff see. films, basically. Oh, snuff films and pornography. <laughs> the Eastern yeah. story. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm really proud that I, I worked my way up from that. Like I was so motivated back then that I was like, this is such BS that this is how I'm treated that I am going to work so hard to to get to a place where I can look back and say that's where I started and I made it. Start, Start, damn, pulling started the from heart. the bottom. Now you're here, you're dude. Pulling at the heartstrings. Yeah, yeah man. I think that damn. was an example of when you <laughs> said you can talk your way out of the question. I think that's what happened at the end. Of it. I mean, I shed a tear on the mic over here. You know. <laughs> oh, um, all right, Chris, tell me about a time that you had to communicate a difficult message to your business partner, to a business partner or a client. Oh, man. And deleted the footage. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I mean, that's more or less what happened. There there was one time where I did not record on an interview uh, and I had to tell my reporter that I just missed the interview. And like, it, luckily, it was not a, a, a major one. Like we were just in a parking lot, like trying to get random sound bites from strangers yeah. going to Publix. And, uh, you know, I just missed one. I just missed one. And I told them immediately. So we, we just went back and got it again. It happens. You know, honesty is key. Yeah. How did they react? Were they like, what the fuck? Or they just. I mean, they were pretty disappointed, but it's one of those things where like the photographer works with the news, with, with the reporter. So like intimately, it's just you two in the car all day. Like going and getting these different people's stories. And like, sometimes they're like really emotional and impactful stories. So like, you develop a camaraderie and like everyone makes mistakes in that business. It's just a part of it happens. It's just a part of it. So like, 
did, you know, you, you got to finish the day. You can't just like be mad at each other all did day. You, did, you, right. did you like get them? Because if I was in a public parking lot, I would have got them like a pub sub to apologize. I would have been like, hey, I'm so sorry I missed that interview. Pub sub would be a solid apology sub. gift. Solid apology gift, right? Chicken tender pub sub for oh, you. Man. I apologize. Yeah, I, I should have done that. I don't think I did. No, it's okay, dude. I just, I, I took extra care of the edit to make it look really good. This I, <laughs> I have to ask this question because I couldn't. Uh, I hate is okay. I'll, I'm gonna ask this, but I don't. Is Alexi your manager? I don't know. It seems weird. He's his own manager. Yeah, he's his own manager. Uh, let's I mean, let's, let's, Amy, Amy, Amy's his manager. Okay. Let's put it that way. Technically, technically, Alexi is my client because I am freelance. <laughs> oh, that's that makes him my client. It's actually true. Yeah. It's actually true. <laughs> Wow, like totally shit. Let's pretend that that maybe Alexi or Amy is your manager, but tell me a time that you disagreed with them. What did you do to convince them that you were right? Oh, there's no convincing Alexi. <laughs> I'm, I'm no. unconvincible. Yeah. I'm I, steadfast. I'm I a rock. Just, I just took that L right on my forehead yeah. and, and I, I did what I was told. You have a very like interesting style of interviews where the first two questions you nail them and the third one you say, I just gave up. <laughs> it's, trend, it's trending this way. Brutal honesty. Oh, man. You know, hey, I think uh, a strength is knowing when you are, you know, when you can't do anymore. Look, so, there, there's yeah. a reason. Yes. You know, the hierarchy exists for a reason. So sometimes you got to know your place. Yeah, I, I feel God. that. Damn. Oh, my God. <laughs> God. Now, no. someone said that interview, I'm like, whoa, buddy. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I know my place. Oh, my God. Yo, you should uh, go work for fucking Amazon or something. They would, they would love that mindset. <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, that's, that was, is that the interview? That's the interview. That's the interview. That's pretty good. So the listeners, the sizzlers, I should say, got uh, like that's a that's a, like literally actual HR questions. Those are actual questions that we use to determine whether or not someone can do a job. And this is like specifically for a customer success job. So someone who's in charge of like working with clients, retaining those clients right. and like expanding the accounts. But yeah, I mean, that's. That's it, you know. I think those are actually like good questions, though. Like I, th- yeah, they one yeah. They, they make me think too. I mean, you do get a good idea of the person you're interviewing, like w- what their experiences are. Yeah, there is a whole like rubric, which I don't know where that is at, but like I think the answers are so common, like you can basically grade a person based on how they answer the question, you know. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm I'm looking at like the actual questions in someone's notes, and it's it's interesting to see like people's answers and like if they actually let me look to see if this person actually got this person uh they passed all they passed three of the four interviews did, uh, wait, so did they get the mean, job or do you have to do all do you have to pass all four you uh you you cannot pass one and still get the job okay. it, but it looks like they're still in the process so i think they're still deciding wait hold up they passed three of the four interviews how many do we just do three I guess technically, well, so usually we'll do like face to face interviews and every swim lane is like a separate interview. So it's not like a panel style, right? Yeah, it's like individual conversations. So technically, like what you gave us was three interviews. Right. Well, I gave you one of the swim lanes him and then I kind of, yeah, and then gave him two. Yeah. Right. Okay. I was making sure that that wasn't one giant interview and then you'd have to do like three more of those. I was like, dude, what is it? Long interviews, not worth it. No. Are these typically done like back to back, but with different interviewers or? Yeah, so typically, well, every recruiter can do it differently. I personally just like to say, hey, look, block off two hours. It's going to be 30 minutes for each person and then boom, because it's like just get it all out of the way. Mm -hmm. But sometimes people's calendars get all messed up and like you may have to do some one day, do some the other. But like also like time to hire is something that we uh, measure as like a metric for myself. So it's like I would rather like have all these done in one day. So if they pass them all, I can give the person an offer the next day, potentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what's funny? Now that I think about it, maybe that's what they were doing in that Intel interview that I did. Because they did keep coming into the room with different people. Yeah. And I don't remember what the hell they asked me because my, my hands are shaking from the coffee. <laughs> but that that's kind of crazy. I think I may have gone through a swim lane before. Probably. Yeah. That's wild. I, you know, if my aunt had anything to do with it, the, you know, they probably had all their questions ironed out and... Boom! Just yeah. get it, get it, get it out. And I was just done. glad to get the fuck out of there, dude. I was ready to. I was like, I'm not moving to San Jose. I'm not doing it. 
Can't do it. Say yeah. no way to San Jose. No way, Jose. San Jose. No way, is. San Jose. Um, oh, yo, man. that was a that was a pretty thrilling uh, interview. I actually process. had a lot of fun a lot on of fun. this podcast. Yeah, full of laughs. Full yes, of joy. I, I've had a great time. You know, it's like before i was thinking like in college i used to go to this bar so much that the bartender or the guy who owned the bar was like hey you just want a job here like you're here all the time like you should just get paid to be here and i was like all right cool <laughs> <laughs> that's the best job you ever yeah exactly like that was like yes exactly and you know i listen to sizzle rule every week and then you're like hey you want to you want to come on the pod that so. actually yeah that's that's exactly how it happens <laughs> the more you listen to sizzle reel the more of a sizzler you are the more likely you are to get on the pod it's true especially and if you call in and leave a message oh please please Please, uh, 332-333-4361. That's right. Call into the official Sizzle Reel hotline. Hit us Wait, up. is that the actual? That's yeah. the that's, that's my work number. number. That is okay. actually that my is work the number. Sizzle Reel hotline. We got to get aligned on this. That's the Sizzle Reel hotline now. I want like I just imagine like a uh, you know like the red phone that's on the president's desk that yeah. like actually rings. You know, yeah, you just yeah. put it in here and it, the red light like beams up. You know, when, gonna, when someone's calling we're in, we're gonna set that shit up at the new office. We're gonna set it up. Chris is gonna have a red phone on his desk and it's gonna say Sizzle Reel hotline. That's gonna be awesome. That's uh, didn't the Powerpuff Girls have one of those? I'm pretty sure. Pretty I mean, sure. The, the would call directly into the Powerpuff pretty, Girls. It's a pretty common trope, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say. Um, Braxton, where where can people find you on Instagram? Or I know you you do you do a lot of photography. A lot of I film do. Photography. I have like, oh, okay, let's see. Uh, well, should I give out my photography one? Give out what you want to give out. I'm going to yeah. give them all out. So give them all out. Braxton Brown the third. Braxton Brown III. That's my Twitter and my Instagram. And then my photo Instagram is just Braxton Shoots Film. So okay. I you find a bunch of great photos there. Yeah, it's, you it's know, crazy man. If you want, Alexi, he's, he's getting a print for his new, uh, his new I hat. Am, I, I gotta like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta organize all my stuff to let you look through the the catalog there. But yeah, man, that'll be cool, dude. I'm excited for it. Um, Chris, what's up with the uh, the Sizzle Real Gang stuff? I know that we already told him at the top, but yeah, we'll, we'll one tell more him time. again. Please leave us a voice note at the number that I just gave you or anchor.fm slash Sizzle Real Gang yeah. Instagram. Sizzle Real Gang, Twitter, mm -hmm. Sizzle Real Gang, TikTok, Shishkin Productions. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. Uh, I guess that's the end of this one. Braxton, thank you so much for joining us. We'll get you on at some other point. We'll talk more yeah, HR. That was a lot of fun. Maybe we'll put Chris through like a C-level interview, see like yeah. what a C-level executive would have to deal with. That would be pretty cool. Yes. I, I'll wear my, my, my swim floaties <laughs> for the swim lanes. Hey, Chris puts the C in C level. Oh, boy. C monster. Get this guy out of here. See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Peace. Peace. Chris, you ever heard of Smells Like? Smells Like? Yeah, Smells Like. They're a Brooklyn-based candle company, and they're taking the world by storm. Are they storming the Capitol? They're not storming the Capitol, but they may be storming your living room with their candles. All you got to do is go to SmellsLikeBK.com, type in the code SIZZLE, and you're going to get 20% off. Damn, 20%? 20% off. That's a deal. These are some fucking sick candles, too. I would even go as far as saying they're fucking lit. Fucking lit? Yeah, and that's because that was their flagship scent that they developed last year. Fucking Lit is probably my favorite scent from them, and it contains tobacco, whiskey, sandalwood, white cedar. You're going to get all of that just from Fucking Lit. That is Fucking Lit. Go get it at SmellsLikeBK.com. Use the code SIZZLE. A Shishkin Productions podcast.